Lance Kennedy's been on vacation the last couple of times. We've had Colby Armstrong on. Mm -hmm. We've maybe missed out on this song. Got a lot of also tweets about how, yeah, we haven't played the Friday song on Fridays recently, which we've got to get back to doing. By the way, Harry and the Hendersons, you want to take a guess on the Rotten Tomato score? 84. Somebody really liked Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, somebody obviously not going to be a movie critic. 43% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. It's okay to be wrong. Here's the thing. You can never go to Rotten Tomatoes for comedies. Comedies. No, can't do it. Can't go to legitimate uh, movie critics. who are. So according comedies. to the movie critics, Harry and the Hendersons better than Tommy Boy? Is why, what did Tommy Boy get? Uh, hold on. Let's pull it no, up. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. Tommy Boy is legitimate. Like, there's no part of... And Tommy Boy has a real, like, Tommy Boy, 42%. Plot. Sorry. What was okay. uh, Harry and the Hendersons? 44? Uh, Harry and the Hendersons uh, was 43. So, yeah. So, they're right there. Same movie. <laughs> yeah, no. When you think about the Mon yeah. Mount Rushmore of all-time yeah. great comedies, you think Tommy Boy and you think Harry and the Hendersons. No, that's a joke. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, again, uh, I if you try to use... Rotten Tomatoes against me, especially for comedies. You're just telling on yourself. Happy Gilmore even was only a 62%. To me, Tommy Boy and Happy Gilmore are both 100%, 100% of the time. So, yep. yeah. That's you told no on yourself. You told on yourself. Let's bring in Colby Armstrong. <laughs> That's up, buddy. What's going on? This is incredible. Hey, I got a question about that too. You guys want to look it up? Since Harry and the Hendersons yes. is what a, six, yeah. a sixty, whatever. No, no it's a 43. Happy Gilmore sixty-two. Harry and the Hendersons forty-four, and Tommy Boy. In my opinion, the funniest okay. movie of all time, forty-two. So okay, yes, I agree. I would put Harry and the Hendersons in a different category than Tommy Boy. I think it's yeah. better. Uh, I would put <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons and look this up because this yeah. is the first thing I thought of. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's going to be a good... That's going to get good ratings. You think, the you think so? Yeah, I think that's going to... to know to, it. I, right, well, let's hear a guess then. Yeah, my guess, my guess for uh, Honey, yeah, I Shrunk I the Kids right, right is going to be... This is just your classic... You just know it's it's Rick Moranis. And not that, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Rick Moranis. We're big Rick Moranis guys on the no. show. We've already been on record actually... Months ago, about being Rick Moranis guys, because somebody Huge mugged him Rick in New York. Moranis. Who isn't a Rick Huge. Moranis guy, right? All time guy, yeah. all time legend, but definitely the type of guy that you're going to get a higher tomato rating for than if you go with Chris Farley. Can we agree with that? Oh, or Adam yeah. Sandler? Really? Yes. Oh yeah, Rick Moranis. Uh, here's my guess: Rick Moranis, Honey, I Shrunk okay. the Kids, eighty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes. What's your Holy, guess? You, yeah, I was going to say like. Yeah, I was going to say like. Low seventy seventy four. Okay, and uh, you have the answer. Yeah, give it to okay. Colby. Not only does he end up only three percent away, correct score seventy seven. He's below it. Mm. So even in prices right rules, you win yeah. both showcases. Whoa. Colby, well done. What did I say? Well, eighty two. Thank you. Yeah, eighty two. I think. Yeah, oh, so, so I was three. Yeah, well, well, but your prices like right rules. Tie. You're you're over. But yeah. you're over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll take that L. It should have been higher. <laughs> I gotta you know say, I, I want to go on record. I want to yeah. go on record that I'm yeah. a big uh, Moranis fan as well yeah. okay. on the Good Show. Yeah, 
Yay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Moranis pro show. If you have negative things to say about Moranis, we don't want to There's hear a it. lot of shows out yeah. there that are yeah. like, Rick Moranis, you're too yeah. short. You yeah. ruined Ghostbusters. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. You quit. You're a quitter, too. What, you yeah. retired early to spend more time with your kids? Get out of here. That's not us. Those are yeah. those other shows who are anti-Rick Moranis. Yeah. And you know what us. I'm talking about. You know the yeah. shows I'm talking about. Yeah, the anti-Rick Moranis shows. It's, I, it's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to do is position Fair yourself enough. as anti-Rick Moranis. But we just – we're not those guys. We don't take the layups. We don't take the no. tap-ins. We, we do the hard stuff here. No. And that's defending yeah. Rick Moranis and his catalog. That's what we do. <laughs> is he in Spaceballs? Oh, right? Is he in space? Balls? He is space balls. The whole movie is him. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Every other part of space balls is meh, except for Rick Moran. What would that get? What would oh, that's that a get 90. on a rotten I'll bet tomatoes. you that's a ninety. No, that's a ninety. I'm, no way. Ninety yeah, percent. I'm gonna say ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I bet you it's a similar. It's a seventy, low no. seventy. No, no. It's a I'm Mel saying Brooks that's movie. a twenty. Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm going to say uh, 30, 34%. 90. 55%. Wow. Ooh, the critics came from Mel Brooks. Moranis. Wow. Moranis brought Moranis that Moranis for the movies. critics. But here's the here's the thing about evaluating these Rotten Tomatoes scores, which anyone who's done this uh, a mm. lot would would know, and this is part of the, the entire conversation when you're looking at those numbers. Tomato meter is just the critics, 55%. You got to weigh that against audience score. Yeah, of course. Eighty-three percent. Yeah, of course. Audience score is what matters. But do you not agree? Wow. I, I never look at that. That's a great call, though. Yeah. Wow. You've just been watching all the artsy fartsy movies, wondering why you don't like movies. Eh? You're you're there watching. What was that one? The Sound of Water. That one best picture. I saw it. It was the one where the girl falls in love with the sea monster. Uh, Guillermo oh, del Toro made one, it. Yeah. You saw that one? Yeah, yeah that movie finished, and yeah, I yeah. thought, that's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And the Academy, best picture. Oh, Guillermo, it was so brilliant. The way he invoked old Hollywood. I'm like, the fish movie where she falls in love with the fish monster through the tank? Then the whole movie is just dark and gray, and I feel sad, and then they shoot the fish monster? Wait, that's hold the- on! Yeah, oh, I don't spoiler. care. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, I don't even, Honestly, that changes so much about my understanding of that movie that they shoot the fish. I don't even know. I think they try to shoot him, and then maybe they do, maybe they don't. I can't even remember because it was such a forgettable. The only thing rem- memorable about that movie was how terrible it was, and then I'm sitting there watching it and goes, yeah. best picture, roll it out, and yet Tommy Boy is 42%. <laughs> this is why you don't even pay attention. If you, if you Google any of this stuff to determine what you're doing for movies, all you need to do is Google the plot and the actors who are in it. And then also, I've always said this, this is the right take. The time of year the movie comes out. The earlier in the year, the more likely it is that it's crappy because it's far away from all the times. If it's a summer blockbuster, great. Oscar season is February, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. gotta get late in the year. Once you're in that range of right now, actually, when you see a loaded cast and it is uh, March, that movie stinks. That's yep. a stinky movie that's been on a shelf somewhere in some studio for a year, and they can't wait to just plunk it on you. I always use the same one, Gangster Squad. That's the one that I always think of when uh, 
when thinking of these movies because that one had just a banger of a cast. It was like Sean Penn and who else was in that? I know uh, the again. I'm getting names mixed up. Ryan Gosling. Uh, yes. Reynolds? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, both? No, Gosling. All of them? Ryan Gosling is in it. <laughs> Every Ryan? Yes. Every Ryan is in it. Josh Ryan Brolin. <laughs> Josh Brolin's in it. Nick Nolte's in it. It's a stacked cast. You can't watch that movie for 15 minutes and not think it's the biggest hunk of trash that you've ever seen. Lance just said 41%. Hey, can I ask you this? Too high. Yeah. Where is – what about Office Space? What is that yeah. What is that on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm just, I'm just Ennis. searching. 86%. Because that was, like, low-key yeah. pretty good, right? Like, not low-key. Like, yeah, kind of low-key. High-key good. High-key Well, good. everyone no, loved gonna... it, but, like, yeah. it wasn't, like, a it wasn't a blockbuster or any of that stuff, right? Mm, I remember previews. But I remember it, it being yeah. super no. popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eight, 80%. Audience score, 93%. But here's the thing. Yeah, so that, yeah. I could do that's almost People a... People hate their jobs. I, that's I know. why. That resonated so good with yeah. everyone. Yeah. Everyone hates yeah. their jobs. They just want to mail it in. Just beat a printer to death with a baseball bat. How good that would feel. <laughs> I love when he's like cleaning a fish at work. Like he just doesn't care. He went fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that movie. I do really love that movie. Okay, we could do Rotten Tomatoes rankings all day. This is we're gonna have can to do this off air. We'll call you, you back. Got, like whatever hypnotized like him, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I wonder if that already happened to you. <laughs> I thought that before. Hey, uh, do you think Colby already got hit with the the hypnotizing? Yeah, maybe. You maybe. get reverse hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just waiting for the guy to snap his fingers. It hasn't happened yet, actually. Yeah, that right in my He's microphone. Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a good so, movie. Somewhere somebody doesn't know the power they have over you. Well, this is actually maybe this is the <laughs> here's here comes my horrible segue into this. Oh my this. goodness, I can't believe you're gonna try this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, here comes my horrible segue. Yeah, ben, Ben's watching me like I'm gonna do a high wire act. So yeah. how do they hypnotize Freddie Anderson to try and forget about the guy that he's been over the last couple of weeks? You're a so, glue guy. That was pretty good. No, the wire wobbled, gonna... but yeah, you made it across. I was going to say, what would be your um, Freddie Anderson Rotten Tomato score right now? Oh, that's even better. Way to one-up me. This is what my show, okay? Good. Don't come on here and just... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That... I'm a big Freddie guy. I'm yeah. a big Freddie guy. So am I. I, 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 right I now, like Freddie. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, the team's lost a bunch of games. We got a lot of downtime in between other games. Teams have caught them in the standings, and, you know, it's easy to point it at Freddie. He hasn't been great. I mean, he's definitely wobbled a little bit lately, but I I don't know if this team is can be this team or will be the team that everyone thinks they are. They're supposed to be without him. Like, there's yeah. no way. And, like, I like Jack Campbell. Like, he's he's good. He's, you know, he's 29. He's this, like, lovable guy. He's battles in there teammates like him um you know he's won his starts which you know you hope he can do he's battled injury but he's not freddie anderson or what freddie anderson is supposed to be for this team i think he'll be fine i think he'll be good i think he's the backbone of this team and he has to be good for this team to do well too but 
he's definitely in a little bit of a, a funk right now, but I guarantee he'll get out of it. That's what I'm a Freddie guy. But that's what scares people, though, is when you say stuff like, hey, they need him to be the backbone of this team because it's getting clearer and clearer that if that is the path forward, which it is just for every hockey team, right, that, that you can build a perfect roster and then the fatal flaw of goaltending can just break you. And it's why I wanted to talk to you today is because there's been some of those Penguins teams where that happened to them. But... I, I don't know. I like him too, and I, I believe they also need him to be that guy. I've been a fan of his for a while, but we had Jay, like we had Jaguar on about a week ago, Ben, yeah, was and cool. he talked about just the changes you go through once you hit 30 as a goaltender, and that's the kind of stuff that's worrying me, whether or not he's lost a step. And if he's lost a step, I don't know if they can win. Well, and Jack Campbell's knocking on the door. What is he? he I said he's 29, right? So Yeah. You know what? Like, look around the league. Look around the league. Okay, Colorado. You like them? They're good, hey? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you not like about Colorado? What's the one thing you don't like? Don't Could like be better. Their goaltending? I guess. Their goaltending? Like, that's the one thing you You know what I don't like about Colorado? They employ Nazem Kadri. Yeah. He's no, they have Kadri, and we have Kerfoot, and that's yeah. I, what I hate about them the most, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I know. I'm a big Kadri guy. What a player he's turned into. Yeah, um, but like you, I would put Freddie ahead of their goaltending, mm-hmm. and they got a good team. Like I would put Freddie up there. I'd put Freddie and Jack together up there above their goaltending in my mind. I know statistically can say whatever, but I think Freddie's. I think Freddie's good enough. I think Freddie's good. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's so, why it's it's too hard. It, it's difficult to criticize them for going back to this well in this walk year for Freddie Anderson? Because what was the move? Like, who was the goalie you were going to bring in? Are you going to, like, somehow just dump the money and bring in Markstrom? Like, okay, is Jacob Markstrom leading you to the promised land? Like, you've seen enough from Freddie Anderson in his time as a Toronto Maple Leaf, and it's not that far removed from some pretty good Freddie Anderson moments, by which I mean in this season. Like, it hasn't been a total tire fire for him. And there's mitigating factors, right? The guy is not going to dress probably on Thursday because he's still hurt. He's been banged up all season long. The age thing is a real thing. But what's hard to wrap my head around is the head thing. And they've they've coddled him before mentally. There's been moments where they could have handed the net to Jack Campbell, uh, even if they uh, positioned it as like a reset for Freddie Anderson. But they haven't done it seemingly because they want to protect his mental state or his confidence. Mm. I wonder if that's still a consideration. Can you even worry about that, Colby, about, hey, if, if he is healthy on Thursday and he doesn't get the start and he returns and doesn't get starts after that and Jack Campbell keeps rolling, how, how's he going to be when you, if and when you need him either tail end of the season or in the postseason? Well, yeah, I think I think we've seen that happen to starting guys. It happened to Markstrom. I mean, Riddick had to come in for a stretch, and and um, you know let let Markstrom kind of figure it out. It's happened to Carey Price this year. It's happened, you know, here in Pittsburgh. Tristan Jari's supposed to be their guy, and now he's playing really well. But for a while, it was Casey DeSmith rolling some starts together, and I think that's I think that's okay. Look, I think I think the Leafs play well. We know their game, their puck possession. Um, you know, they make these, these tight little quick passes. They don't want to give it up. They want to regroup. They want to make, keep the puck on their stick to do that. You have to be fairly sharp to do that. You have, to, it's, it's a lot of skill. Yes. And, 
hockey sense, but it's also like mentally you have to be really dialed in to play that that style every night. One little mistake, and we've seen <clears throat> the games that have been costing them lately, just like you know, a bad pass, two on one, bad pass, breakaway. You know, there's 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 big chances give it up in this in the style that they play. They they'll, they'll give up some big chances, but um, is Freddie a guy that can make those saves in those moments? I think so. I think he's the guy that you know can be timely when he has to be and. Um, I think that's, you know, the Leafs, you know, need, need that consistency, but they also need that timely, those timely saves just because of the way they play. And I think, you know, Freddie's, Freddie's going to be fine. He's going to be able to, to, to figure it out. And he's going to be able to do that the rest of the season here. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just a Freddie guy. Like I have a lot of confidence in his style. I have a lot of confidence in his play. Um, and I think he's a, I think he's just a good solid goaltender. He's, it's just you know like i mean matthews what does he have lately he has three goals in his last 11 games like he's kind of nursing an injury too and he's kind of cooled off a little bit so Mm -hmm. i mean i think you know freddie's probably in the same boat right now and you know there's the second half of the season left here and he has time to, to straighten it out he has time to straighten out and luckily you have jack campbell who's you know a competent backup guy that can get you wins and come in and 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 you know get get through it yeah, Matthews has one goal in his last five games. I, I think the wrist is in possibly worse shape than we realized when he first hit the shelf. And you're right. It, it I, I brought it up on the show the other day just about how, to me, that's actually as big a concern because I don't think the Leafs can win if the guy with the best shot on the planet doesn't have the best shot. And that it's a, it's a really, really big impact on this team. The Anderson story has been a huge distraction. I think it's been talked about. Uh, that it's been a focal point for a reason and deserves to be one. But this is why you're our stocks guy. You're buying low. You're buying low on Freddie Anderson. These are the reasons why you'd be optimistic about Freddie Anderson. Number one is he's been a guy who runs hot and cold. Ben mentioned it. Hey, he's been good this season. I would still argue. I would still argue. And some people will be angry at this. Freddie Anderson has done more good this season than bad. There's been a stretch of bad games. The play before that was better than this bad. And the even strength save percentage has been totally fine. The bad and the reason to not believe in it is there has just been so much pointed towards him, man. So much. And you combine that with the age, and I do wonder if he's going to be able to get out of the funk this time. It's a condensed season. There's not as much time. He's not going to get as many games. There's more pressure on the group. Those are the things that scare the crap out of me, though. But there, but there is still reason to believe. You're right. He, I don't think he just became one of the worst goalies in the NHL overnight because he's had a bad stretch of 10 games. Yeah, no, not a chance. Not a chance. So, I think he recovers. I think he'll be fine. I think, you know, I think, I think there are some legitimate arguments, like you said, for it. And I think there are some, you know, in the future where Leaf fans or <clears throat> – you know, you follow the team and, you know, there's question marks about, you know, even the playoffs. Is he going to be, you know, are we going to start it up again there once they're there and what he is? And I think he's going to have to prove that. Um, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to have to prove it for sure. For sure. He's going to have to right now, but I think he's good enough. I think he'll get through it. I think he's likely been there, done that with this. Um, and he's going to find his game again and be be a consistent good goalie and be the guy that they need. So that's how I feel about him when I watch yeah. him and I I see him. And you know if he's not on, 
and you need them to be on to bail this team out sometimes, and that happens to every team. Um, I can see how it would be a rough run for him lately because that hasn't happened, but he's usually a guy that can do that. You know, so, and that's been, you know, in Pittsburgh, for example, like that was Matt Murray. Like Matt yeah. Murray would give up, you know, he won a couple cups for them, but Matt Murray would give up a few goals early and you go, ah, that's not good. And then all of a sudden the Pens would win 3-2, 4-2, and he would make those, you know, timely late in the second, third period, two-on-one massive save and not let in that third goal. And he would just, like, find a way to get over it and dial it in and be timely and be good in those moments. And I think Freddie has those qualities about him. I think Freddie can do that. I, I don't think, even the way that Freddie Anderson has played recently, I don't think there's a level of play that going into these two rounds, I mean, knock on wood, against North Division opponents where it's an excuse, where you just, he is the sole reason you're sewered because you lost these two series, even as bad oh, as yeah. Are you going to look at it and go, oh, God, I just, I feel really confident about this series. I'm just not too sure about Freddie. No. Yes. And, uh, but- and, and if he's going, if he's going, if he's going, I don't know if you, if you would think that, but. Here we are with him in a, in a little funk, and, and this, this is it right now. So, um, look, I think they've done a lot of good things in cleaning up a lot of their defensive play, and, and just right now it's just something he's got to sort out um, for himself. And, you know, how much patience and time do they have for him to get out of it? Because I've seen other goalies get into this, and I've seen other organizations, you know, you know have patience to – you know, maybe run their other goalie for a stretch and the timing of when to get them back in there and what to work through. Um, and then they're fine. These guys are fine. Like these big horses, they figure it out, you know. They'll figure out how to get their game back. Yeah, I just look at even this recent stretch where, yeah, they've they've outplayed their opponents for the most part except for those two games, the back-to-back games. And Freddie Anderson's been as, as bad as he's been all season long. And some of those goals yeah. are, like, fluky. I know the third one on Friday was bad. But, yeah, and it's so hard to evaluate goaltending from – our position as well. But even these games, even these stretch of games that they've lost, they've been one goal games and a couple of bounces the other way, even with abysmal goaltending, Maple Leaf should be beating the Winnipeg Jets against a guy who just won the Vesna. Like there is at Freddie Anderson's worst, I still think they should be good enough to get through a couple of rounds of this North Division. It's not yeah. a situation I don't think where we go into an offseason where the Leafs got bounced in seven games by the Montreal Canadiens were like, oh, Kyle Dubas, he screwed up with the goaltending. Like, no, there's there's some other reason that the Leafs are going to not get through this this uh, division, and it's not going to be goaltending. And well, Yeah, like, is he going to run through a shelf life here in Toronto, likely, like it happens, right? And, you know, something else is going to have to happen. But I think right now, I think, I think, I think Freddie's – Freddie's a guy that I think personally, I think you can rely on. Like I have a lot, I have confidence in Freddie. I have confidence in what he can do for the Leafs for sure. I have confidence. I guess that's all I could say. I will say, yeah, but I've, I'm a little bit more rattled than you guys, I guess. I do see the scenario where the Leafs can outplay those teams and lose because of goaltending, (laughs) because that's exactly what we saw against the Winnipeg Jets. And that is the formula for the Jets. Just get enough saves and win by one goal. They don't care if you outshoot them. They don't care if you win, if you only win by a goal. They just want to win. What so, happened for them last yeah. night? It happened right. for them last night. I think the Canucks had, like, probably in the first period, at least anyway, they had, you know, six, five or six grade-A scoring chances. 
And then in the third, once again, and it was a close game. It was a one-goal game forever and until the Jets could, you know, break open. But those guys just buy you time. I think Freddie's yes. a guy that can buy a team time. He's a guy that can be timely, can make those saves. He can keep it, you know, within reach or he can – keep it that one goal game one goal lead that's that's the key with this Leafs team you just have to get that guy that can do that I think Freddie can do that yeah I think he can do that I just don't know I don't know if he will do that and I don't know how you get him back to doing that and that's why I wanted to ask you again about Marc-Andre Fleury because so he was a guy who won early and it's always weird with these guys Ben and I debate this all the time the idea of if you win can you be a choker ever again? Or if you never win, but you're te- like trying to define what this is. And I think that he got a bad rap for a really long time, but, and especially considering he had won a Stanley cup. But if you go through that year, they won the cup in 09. He wasn't exactly spectacular. And I can still remember, uh, I can't, I can't remember who shot it, but who missed it. Like it came down to the wire with that guy and it was close. Lidstrom. With him. Right. Yeah. Lidstrom. And then the following couple of seasons, he ends up kind of being their Achilles heel. And I wonder, you're friends with the guy, how he dealt with that. He's a pretty gregarious dude, but I think he's kind of similar to Freddie Anderson just in this sense, is that he seems to get along with his teammates pretty well. I don't think that he's Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't think very many guys are Marc-Andre Fleury when it comes to being as well-liked or as being as popular in the yeah. room. But how do you, did you ever talk to him about those struggles, about those times, like multiple years where he's in the playoffs where it's just – you're on the Sidney Crosby team, you're the goalie, and you got sub-900 save percentages, I think, in four or five straight playoff appearances. Yeah, and it was interesting because, oh, obviously, I played with him. I know him well. So I know him. I know how much, you know, everyone loves the guy. You know his competitive factor. You know how much he cares, you know. So I know that right away. And then, and then you know, to come to hear that, you know, people talk about him as a guy through, the, through those times – that, um, you know, he's a guy that can't get it done in the playoffs. So, like, he's had, obviously, that rap as well. Um, you know, but I, I think I think a guy that's, you know, he's he's as good as he is and as athletic as he is and as, as solid as he is, good a teammate as he is, as big a work ethic as he has, um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, he's a guy that's just a battler too. Like, he just cares so much. So, you know, I don't know Freddie personally, if you want to, put it back, you know, the Freddie Anderson comparative, but, um, you know, to have those qualities, I think is, is, is really big for Mark, but yeah, I think there is pressure that goes with that. And I think Freddie's under pressure to be that guy. You know, I think Mark had the pressure to be that guy to get over the hump and, you know, kind of followed him after they won early and, you know, he had to come back and battle for his net with Matt Murray and win a few series and, um, you know, show that he could be that guy. But, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's, you know, something can it stick with you possibly through your career? Can it stick with you as a guy that, you know, is that guy you get pigeonholed as a guy that can't get it done? Possibly, but I think, you know, if you are if you're one of those guys is that's like Mark or you're good enough, um, you know, you find a way to you find a way to battle. And uh, I think that's one of his better qualities is he's just a battler too, on top of everything he has. So you know, we'll see if we'll see where Freddie's at with that. If he, you know, he's going to be a battler in these moments and, and get through times and, and get in a tough series and find a way to win. Because at the end of the day, you just got to find a way to win for these guys. Like that's what it is, right? It's just finding a way. Like you talked about Flurry making that shoulder save on Lidstrom in the dying seconds to win the Stanley Cup. 
I mean, that's what it is. Timely, find a way to win, be a battler. All these guys are fairly good, especially the upper echelon. I, I think, you know, Freddie's one of the better goalies in the league and at being able, I think he'd be able to do that. So I, I just, that's what I would be trying to preach to him right now. And I'd be showing him the Flurry example. And I, again, I know Flurry won early and he had a better track record as a goaltender in the playoffs by far by the time, you know, he was 26, 27. But, it was the same kind of stuff in his early 30s of maybe this guy is yeah. done, maybe he doesn't have anything left in the tank, and he goes to Vegas at 33, and he's top five for Vezina. Well, it even happened and, last year. It's even right. happening again. Exactly. So you know, and that's he's had to come to out and you know, step on it again. So you got to be a battler. Yeah. you got to push, and um, you know, a little bit more of a push out of Freddie here in the next little while to get his game back, and he has to be a backbone guy for this team. and He knows it. Those guys know it. And I think, you know, you know as a team, too, that he's got to be your guy. So, Do you want to play doctor before you go? <laughs> Why? What? Doing what? Well, the Matthews thing. He's got, like I said, the one goal in five games. Yeah. And they move him on the power play. They don't rest him, right? They're playing him on Sunday nights and back-to-backs against Ottawa when they've got a bunch of games off. And, yeah, okay, they would have liked to win that game. And hockey's a different sport where guys play through things. But... I'm starting to worry that this isn't something that's going to get a whole lot better through rest and that it could be worse and that he's delaying something. What do you see with his shot right now? What do you just see with his play? Well, maybe it is, right? Like, maybe it is. I think that that stuff, I get worried about that stuff all the time. Like, is it just, uh, is it something that'll heal on its own? And I, have, I don't know, the speculation stuff, but it's also something where they look at it and they go, okay, like this is, this is mangled. He can play with it, but he's going to, it's going to be, you know, he'll need something done at the end of the year or something, you know, like, is that the case? I don't know. That's speculation, but you know, it could be, it could be. Um, but I was just like, it's, it's just weird that you have all this time off and a chance to maybe really fix it and a couple games in between and what they could be, you know, having him in that position to rest up with the schedule right. the way it was. So, um, obviously it must not be at that level or, you know, they think I'll, they know more than we do, obviously, but, um, I think still it's a threat. We see what we scored a few goals tipping in front of the net around the net with his hands a bunch passing. Of I mean, he's hit a bunch of posts. Yeah. And so I think, he's, I think he still can, I think he can still fire it. I think it's not ideal for him right now, but, um, you know, a guy that's, you know, with his play this year, though, like, man, he was, a, he was a, he's been a beast. He's been a beast this year. So maybe just a little mental break, a little body healing. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's been a grind, but, um, you know, it's ideal, obviously, to have him healthy and rolling like he was to start the season. No, you need it. Obviously. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, but apparently he's filling the net in practice. Sheldon Keefe let us know about that, so that's good. That's great. That's uh, He's doing well uh, on, I, I guess, uh, Michael Hutchison in practice. Colby, we got we to gotta do uh, a more organized uh, Rotten Tomatoes game next time where we, we just go through five to ten movies oh. and we all guess. Yeah. We're going to do that. We'll get buzzers. We'll get sound effects. Yeah. Uh, we got to do that at some point. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. I want to do that. Let me know, guys. All right. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you later. See ya. There's Colby Armstrong.